Welcome back to the Spook Sisters. It is Monday, March 14th, and I'm Franny. And as always with me is my glorious sister. Hello, everybody. My name is D.A. Up in the house. That was very beautiful. That was extra intro. Honestly, that was (laughs) grand. You should do that every intro. Maybe I should. With the snaps. I like that. Yes, queen. Jazzy. Mm, mm. Anyhow, how are you doing? I am good. I'm I'm good. Um, been trying to keep away from all the extra stuff going down in society right now. So what I'm doing is watching drag and definitely watching just mindless, thinkless TV. The color in your life that you talk about. Oh, yes. But yeah. just besides drag, like anything else right now, I'm not even... I'm watching a lot of reruns of movies, too. Yeah. I have been not watching anything lately much besides that website I told you about. Oh, yes. That 70, like that throwback. You have to send yeah. me that link. Did you send me that? I did. I think so. I sent mm. you a picture of it. Okay. I think I sent you the link. You maybe did. I'll resend it either okay. way. But... You know what I am getting excited for? That's in April. What's, what's that? Oh my God, I know it's going to be so cheesy. But I love it. It's a little guilty pleasure. It's a little WrestleMania. Oh my God. Right? Right? I heard, you know, I should have never said it is a guilty pleasure. But yeah, that's the only other thing going on. <laughs> I would love to make some dip and watch some wrestlemania with you <laughs> only you can see, make a day of only it. see a couple of matches not <laughs> every fine it's fine i just yeah. want to see you in that element <laughs> you mean that element because the excitement on your face is real now i can only imagine on the day yeah just because yeah and the only reason why it's uh, not only reason there are a lot of many reasons why i like wrestling and a lot of people say it's Fagan again. It's, you know, there's storylines and sets up, but you have to know how to, I'm going to put it this in quotation marks, dance with your partner that's in the ring. Two to tango. Yes, you have to, you can't be somebody that doesn't know how to move within <clears throat> that situation because you can get hurt. Yeah. Real bad. I had a friend in, um, like in middle school, the actually. That they do. Oh, and so they were in, avid wrestlemania fan and they told me all about it so i have a <laughs> like a brief knowledge on what you're talking about yeah so i can understand it from a different viewpoint and that's why i would like to watch it with you because yeah because it's you know it's, there's some moves and you're like okay and you see them talking to each other that's definitely what they do but it's kind of like you have to know what's what's up and know how to land know how to get in and out of the ring know how to push your opponent and go about the ropes and take those falls and take those bumps and go about the storyline and go about the corporate, you know, this WWE has been around for, yeah. It's a whole thing. (laughs) It's a whole thing. You gotta know what you're doing. And it's, I heard this in drag the other night and I was just, I couldn't help it. And it was from somebody who in the competition, I'm kind of like, but they stated that when they were younger, that they used to love wrestling because of mm-hmm. the flair. And of course, my Rue was like, of course, wrestling is drag. I'm like, yes, 
Da, I love it. Yes, it is though. It is a form. Yes. Yeah. You're not wrong. And you know, mm, I agree. Mm-hmm, I agree. Mm-hmm, well, that's mm-hmm. good. I like that. Yeah. So I'm what do excited. you have going on for us tonight? I have, I actually just was, I didn't have any particular interest. I just kind of mm-hmm. let the, go what is it? The, the internet. Yeah. The, the internet just kind of <laughs> let me go through and right. just kind of find some different articles and stuff. And so I landed on historycollection.com. Okay. And I found an article and it says it was named Monsters Among Us. Creepy true crime stories to keep you up at night. Okay. So already with your creepiness. Yeah, the title is really what got me there. Uh, okay. So, um <laughs> it it has five, but I am only gonna be doing four out of five. I will mm. mention why is because I already shared the true story of H.H. H. Holmes. Oh, that lovely he had hotel his own episode. Mm, with, yes. With us. So <sighs> I will give him that I, brief mention mm. when we scroll him down, but it'll be four out of five. And okay. if you don't know who H.H. H. Holmes is, go check it's out the H.H. H. Holmes episode. <laughs> go check out the episode. <laughs> Very good. This was written back. On March 28th of 2017, so just a couple years ago, uh, written by Lindsay Stidham. Okay. So, crime truly does not discriminate when it comes to the weird, the strange, and the perverse. Okay, yep. Mm -hmm. Sometimes criminals will have a motivation, but sometimes the lack of motivation is the factor that compels us to look closely instead of looking away. The first story is Albert Fish. Albert Fish is an American serial killer who earned the title and maybe helped coin it the boogeyman. Oh, okay, let's see what this is about, because I have a description in my own mind of the boogeyman. A lot of people do, and that's what's interesting, too. Everybody has their own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was born on May 19th. Oh, God. 1870. Ooh, he's old. He is old. <laughs> it's kind of weird. He was born on my birthday. Yeah, I know. That's why I said, oh. It, it really freaked me out at first, and I was like, all right, well, let's see. Let's see how... Um, a child rapist oh. and a cannibal. <laughs> Fish claimed he had a child in every state. Ew. <clears throat> Ew. He was a suspect. Rot. Yeah. He was a suspect <laughs> in five murder cases and he admitted to murdering three people. Okay. Rot. It was the trail of the murder of Grace Bud in 1928 that resulted in Fish's execution. Okay. Fish's family had a long history of mental illness. His uncle suffered from mania. Mm. His brother and sister both suffered from, quote, mental afflictions. And his mother suffered hallucinations. Um, Quite the house. Yeah, and that's definitely, if obviously everybody has it, then... Yeah. Yeah. When Fish's father died, his mother Mm. placed him in an orphanage where he was often abused. There's the second factor. After a stint as a male prostitute in New York City, Fish's mother arranged a marriage for him. He then had six children. 
When a male lover took fish to a museum <laughs> and he saw a bisection of the male anatomy, mm. he became obsessed with mutilation. What? Yeah. Well, uh, okay, so he went to a museum. Yeah, he, yeah. So I'll reread. When a male lover took fish to a museum, mm-hmm. he saw a bisection of the male anatomy and so therefore he became obsessed with mutilation wow he saw the insides because he was education and and that sparked a different type of goodness yeah that's and because due to the mental illness and what he was obviously he doesn't i don't i guarantee you didn't see any type of wrong with it because you're seeing it in a museum you're thinking of it in a different way maybe i mean these are just my own again we don't know what his childhood was like we don't know we do know that he was you know at an sexually molested like brainstorm like thoughts right this has we yeah there's no verbatim information here right uh he then confessed to mutilating a disabled lover Left him ten dollars, <sighs> kissed him goodbye, and never found what became of him. Oh no, that's sick. That's sad, actually. Whoa. That's not cool at all. So <clears throat> awful. Fish's wife eventually left him and the children in 1917. Okay. After that, Fish said he had hallucinations, and that apostles and other religious figures would come and speak to him. Fish later said it was God who was commanding him to murder and torture children, mm. although he it was thought he never abused his own kids. Thought to have. And that goes back to like... Uh, oh, those other stories that... The, the Iceman, right. where he just was a complete yeah. father of the year to his own family and then flipped off to do other things. Uh, in a letter... Fish confessed to the crime that would lead to lead to his execution. He wrote their, the mother of Grace Bud the following quote: "We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her, on the uh, pre- on the pretense of taking her to a party. Oh. You said yes. I just got chills. I know. You said yes. She could go. End quote." The letter Fish sent led police to him and subsequently to his arrest and execution and ossining, uh, I don't know if I'm saying that right, um, ossining, yeah, New York in 1936. Ooh. I'm shook. I, I know I should be more verbal right now, but I'm... It's all right. You're stunned. Yeah, I Stand literally, I know, I literally got chills. Like the, mm, just got a bad feeling, a bad vibe about that whole situation. Yeah. It's not a very, um, as I should say, like there's so many variables to this and what kind of trauma that, you know, and again, mental illness, because back no, then there was, was yeah, there was like nothing frame. back then. Nothing, Nobody nothing, nothing. I mean, yeah, absolute. So paranoid schizophrenia. I mean, I don't know. Psychotic. Who knows? Who knows? Moving on to number two. Number two. The Freedmans. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. 
Arnold and Jesse Friedman were a father and son convicted of child molestation. Mm. They were also the subject of an HBO documentary. It was the purchase of a child pornography or porn magazine by Arnold. Ew, I can't even believe they make that. What? Child porn magazines? It's comp- it's um very not okay. B- it's black market type BS. Absolutely it's like not. they would yeah, that you can't sell that and re- like you can't no. go into yeah, no, into one of just the stores. Disgusting. Yeah. And it, the stores that we go into, you wouldn't find that there. Absolutely oh my not. God. Okay. At least I would hope not. No, I I mean I've never stopped and looked anyways. Yeah, no. We But <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, yeah. anyways. But by Arnold that caused, <laughs> I know that caused their downfall. The magazine was intercepted by the U.S. Postal Service in 1987. There we go. And that led to Arnold's see, arrest. See, it was the see the government doesn't like that stuff. That's not good. That's black market type of ish. Exactly what you yeah. said. <laughs> uh, Arnold taught children's computer classes in his home, and police suspected it was during these classes that illegal activity was occurring. Of course, it was. Some children reported bizarre sex games during class, while others could not uh, corroborate corroborate yeah. Yeah, the story. Hmm. The HBO documentary insinuated that police had started a witch hunt against the Freedmans. While Arnold and Jesse awaited trial, the family shot a lot of home videos to simply documenting what was going on in their lives. Arnold's wife decided he was guilty and pleaded with him to save their son. She eventually divorced him. Arnold ended up confessing to multiple cases of child sexual abuse, but claimed this never occurred in the computer classes he taught. The family later stated that Arnold did this in an effort to save Jesse. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the twist. Jesse then later confessed to two cases of child abuse. He claimed he confessed to reducing his sentence. Jesse also later claimed that he was a victim of Arnold's abuse. Of course he was. Arnold eventually committed suicide in prison and left his life insurance policy to Jesse. Jesse served 13 years in prison and was released in 2001 and still fighting to clear his name. Mm. The HBO documentary was nominated for an Academy Award in 2003. We should watch it. We should. I was just thinking about that. We've got HBO. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then this is way H.H. Holmes comes into play. But again, um, I'm not going to recover him. I want you guys to go listen to him. Listen to the episode. Like I said, he's got his own episode. Season one. All juicy stuff. So we're moving on to number three. Number three. And the name is Cropsy. 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 Cropsy, much like the boogeyman, (coughs) became an urban legend in New York City and surrounding areas, particularly Staten Island. The Staten Island urban legend goes something like, an insane man with a hook for a hand terrorized neighborhood boys and girls, dragging them into the crumbling ruins of Staten Island's abandoned Seaview Hospital. 
Wow, that scared me as a kid living in Staten Island. Yeah, I had to <laughs> give it a little twang. <laughs> I love it. Cropsy became real in the 1970s when a drifter named Andre Rand began abducting children. You know, is that where that story came from where they're in the car and they, that ghost story, you hear the scrape. What is that? You hear it outside. You hear the scrape of a hook going against the car. Oh my gosh, what is Um, that? I'm not entirely too sure, but I know, doesn't Candyman have a hook for a hand too? Oh God, we should know this and I can't. I feel terrible and I like any horror movie buffs that are listening to me, but... I'm embarrassed. (laughs) We don't know this. I'm going to see. I mean, I think he gets his hand cut off if I'm. Yeah, he does. I am correct. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I'm like, I know my movies. Okay. At least on the horror movies. You can ask me those questions. Not too deep. (laughs) (laughs) He looked at me like, oh my God, what? I can ask (laughs) trivia? No. No. Just you knew how excited I got for Yeah, your tea. eyes got super bug-eyed. <sighs> Sister knows trivia. It's not True happening. crime horror movie trivia, yes. Yes. Now, Rand, going back, Rand worked as a janitor at a local school for the mentally disabled. Mm, I don't like this already. Four children went missing in the area, oh, and their God. bodies were never recovered. Those poor babies. Fucking annoying. I hate people. Those poor babies. A massive search party was launched for missing Jennifer Schweiger. Sorry if I butchered that. In the summer of 1987, she had Down syndrome and went for a walk one day and never returned. Jennifer's body was eventually uncovered near where homeless Andre Rand had set up camp. On top of that, you go. Yeah. There was very little evidence to actually convict Rand of a specific crime. In 1988, he was ultimately convicted of kidnapping in the first degree and sentenced to 25 years in prison. A documentary called Cropsy was made about the missing children, the urban legend, how a community suffers when crimes remain unsolved, and about Rand himself. Add that to the list yet again. Another one. I wonder where that stream's from, but we'll find out. What is your version of the boogeyman? Like, when you think of the boogeyman. (sighs) So, I... (laughs) Dang, you're going to put me on the spot like that. Because I know mine right at the top of my head. I mean, I would really like to hear yours, because it's hard for me to answer that question... Just considering the structure in which I was raised in really didn't have the room to believe in such a thing. Like, and then as going into adulthood and learning from what you read as what people proclaim as the boogeyman to a supernatural thing, you know, there's different versions, you know? Well, what, and I just, I don't think I really have my own like idea of one. I don't think I really ever set my mind to it. 
So that would have to be my answer. But okay. I, I, like I wouldn't have to like if I I can't really like depict a a boogeyman that I have in my own mind mm. because I never had that chance to really develop one. If if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Okay, but w- I would really like to hear yours. Well, it's more or less like uh, when I shut my eyes, it's in that only when it's that time of fear that I need to get over. Yeah. But it's shutting my eyes and seeing this human face completely shrunk out red blistered eyes. Oh, that's weird. (laughs) And with yellow cornea and just kind of radiating in like that with that crazed look right in my face that's weird it's a face it's not like oh an image or you know something that comes at you it's just this frightening face coming over me and it's but you know as soon as i do what i need to do i block it out and yeah. it's just like because it was just, it's a more of a fear thing when i'm more of an a i get that fear I state mean, i I I understand that like mm-hmm. and so I, I guess because I have I have that in itself but I guess I wouldn't I would have never associated that as like a boogeyman for me but mm-hmm. I guess that's a really good thing to call it because I know that there's times that when I lay down um from my own corner of my eye and my own energy I feel like a whole presence just like there mm-hmm. and that's why I personally i'm not even gonna lie i cannot sleep with my office door and my bathroom door that both face my bedroom door open i cannot because it's just too eerie for Mm. me and i will sit there and stare at the doorway until i am certain and i just can't so i just shut that shit because fuck that i just i sleep better with the door shut. yeah no thanks there you go fuck that Fuck that. But yeah, it's this, it's, it's, it's for me, it's not necessarily like an image that you can depict like that, but it's definitely a presence that's mm. super strong and mm, scary. <laughs> yeah. It's, scary. It's, it's the eyes for me because it's completely blood. You know, oh, perfect example. Are you ready? Perfect example of these eyes. Corella Deville. 101 Dalmatians, the animated. Got it. When she, with their hair and that, those eyes, those like those beating eyes. I'm like, ah, that is, that's it. That does it for me. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, moving on. Next. Moving on. Next. Um, sorry to go sidetracked, everybody. We just got a little rambly there. Um, going back to Rand. The filmmakers repeatedly tried to get an interview with Ran, who was serving time at Rikers Island. Oh, okay. They eventually went to go visit him, but when they finally arrived, he declined to speak to them, even though he previously agreed. Of course. So wasted wasted their time. Yeah. That said, Cropsey and the missing children of Staten Island may forever be urban legends. Wild sauce. That is wild sauce. And bringing it down to the last one we got is Michael Perry. Michael Perry? Mm-hmm. Michael Perry went for a joyride on one October night in 2001 with Jason Aaron Burkett after stealing two cars from a friend's parents. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. 
I never just like cannot. The night resulted in three homicides and Perry's life changed forever. <laughs> Perry hid in Sandra Stotler's laundry room so he could steal her car. He shot her in the side. Oh my God. When she struggled, she he shot her again. Perry and Burkett then dumped Stotler's body in a lake. That's just gruesome. When Adam Stotler arrived home with a friend, Perry convinced them that another friend had been shot in the woods and needed help. They then drove to the woods where Perry shot Adam Stotler and another uh, person dead. Why are we just out here doing the whole shooting spree? I, I mean, don't understand. we're just killing everybody that's to in steal our way. Some cars? Were you I mean, is that something? really. I don't understand. I don't like that. Filmmaker Werner Herzog interviewed Perry in the week before his execution in 2010. Perry maintained his innocence. Even though Perry led police to the bodies of two friends shot in the woods, he claimed he gave the confession when he was both high on drugs. See, I <laughs> knew it. And I, and after being roughly and roughed up by the police. Roughed up by the policia. In the days before his execution, Perry did show remorse about disappointing his adoptive parents and living life as a, quote, rent boy, end quote. Okay. Offering sex in exchange for rent. That's sad. Very sad. Perry was executed for the crime of killing Sandra Stotler. His accomplice, Burkett, is doing life in prison for the killings of their mutual friends in the woods. No motive was ever found beyond going for a simple joyride, a joyride that resulted in three cold-blooded killings. Yeah, that's kind of gross. That's kind of gross and that's good for you because that's karma. It's honestly terrible, but... It is honestly terrible. No, it is. You, three lives that got lost for somebody that wants to be... A, Just a, a hard ass to go steal some cars and have a good time. Like, what like, the fuck? Like, you're in a Western. Like, what are you doing? No. Are you in GTA? Like, what's happening? Get out of here. It's not how life works, people. So, lock your cars. <laughs> lock your garages. Oh, no problem. Check and check. For okay. sure. Simon Matt. But that brings it all down for Franny here today, guys. I hope you enjoyed listening to those little stories I had to share. I totally did. I really did. That the one that gave me chills. I'm probably going to be thinking about that later the as I'm sitting one. up. Yeah, but mm, we're going to maybe think about that a little bit. Maybe some do some um, clarity um, meditation clarity. so I can just go to bed. Yeah, for sure. Well, I thank you guys for listening, and I hope, like I said, that you enjoyed. We always think, did I just say this? Yes, yes I did. It is. Cheese and rice. My brain's going too fast for me to function right now. <laughs> so, with that being said, join us for next Wednesday. Yay, for Wednesday. Join us as we are continuing on our travels to figure out which state and where we're going to go. Yeah, we got to add to the list of states we want to go as we're learning about them. So yeah. I'm super excited. So we have to figure out what's what's up. Yes, indeed. As always, give us a like, share, follow, subscribe. Tell us what you think. 
And we thank you for listening to The Spook Sisters.